Welcome to the Long Lethe Podcast. We are your hosts, Jacob and Thomas from Beacon. We're going to be breaking down our fourth record song by song and going in depth on the recording process and context behind the tracks. In each episode, we'll be highlighting some of our favorite sounds and loops and making them available as a free download on BandLab. BandLab is a digital audio workstation and social platform. You can go ahead, download the app, and head over to our profile to access the official sound pack. In this episode, we're talking about Oranges, which is the second track on the record. I think it makes a lot of sense coming after Until Next Time, especially the intro to Oranges. It's so textural. It's kind of this abstract piano sample that we recorded and then messed with, and there's sort of that vinyl noise to it. So they feel very complimentary. But this song is really probably one of the um, best examples of the use of noise across the record, right? Yeah, as far as using noise as a dynamic element, um, this track definitely really represents that. There's these moments where noise is cutting in and out really distinctly. You know, in some ways, it's probably the most instrumental track we've written, um, maybe ever. There's a lot of vocals, but it's not as lyrically dense as yeah. some of you know, of most of the tracks. It's not a lot of lead vocal, right? It's really like the only lead vocals, which we only realized after making sure all the lyrics were transcribed for the album art, which we included on the vinyl. That's when we realized, wow, the song has, you know, maybe two or three lines of lyrics total. So, I mean, there's a lot of vocals and they're very present, but they're abstracted. And like Jake said, they're distant. I remember tracking those vocals And it's like, maybe vocals like that sometimes happen when you're not around, you know, more because they're like super intense and very accessing a part of the performance of vocals, which I think happens a lot on stage too. It's not like it's, it's not like it's some secret thing. Getting into a really intimate space on a track. I remember feeling that way with these and like just letting out these kind of super intense, long wails. Um... (laughs) which you hear in the back half of the track, there's something that I did that made them kind of alien to me in the process that made me essentially more comfortable doing them. I think I I, they're pitched, right? They're definitely high-pitched up, but it's not an octave. I recorded maybe five semitones down and then pitched them up so they have the characteristic of feeling alien and distant and like haunting the track, really lingering and sort of like circling the track almost, right? Like during those really intense moments, they're me, but not me in terms of how they're treated. You know, they're not like a chipmunk octave higher. Right, right. They are somewhere in between semitones. So they're unique characteristic, but they're still me. And and I sent it to you the next day and like we we definitely were like, okay. Yeah, they when I heard them, yeah, when when I heard them, they definitely... um, were very affecting <laughs> right. in the moment. Yeah. I was, I was very into it. Uh, I remember also hitting off like all the effects, all the inserts on them, and okay. kind of getting getting a good laugh because you know they're they're kind of vocals that you're saying that. <laughs> That's a few times on this record. Yeah, that, re- that really benefit from not really benefit, but really like take hold through their processing. You know, sure. they're they're so affected in a way that. You know, it's pretty magical, really. I mean, they, they don't really sound like 
anything else on the record. They fit so well over top of just like these huge dense moments of the track bursting through with noise and with with like rumble. Um, So they're really complementary to that. It's a more up-tempo track. It's like a one, you know, 130 kind of garagey thing, but it also has like that kick from Until Next Time as well. That's really low and thuddy. And in a lot of ways, that kind of kick can kind of drag those tracks down. Yeah, it's so heavy. I mean, and it, it really brings up like reflecting on this track after the fact, after it was done, after the record was done, it's like, okay. And it sort of hit me that this track is the culmination of the energy that we've brought to our live show since the beginning, like a song like Overseer off our first record. It's actually a song that we have played from the beginning of the band back when we weren't even recording music. We were just writing music to play live. It always had this really frenetic, intense, musical, noisy energy to it. What I realized with Orange is we had finally recorded that. We had finally captured that energy, which has been crucial to our live show. It's been what inspires us, I think, really like inspires us in our live set. It's notoriously hard to capture what one would describe as live energy, I think, on a record. You hear this totally. kind of thing a lot. And, you know, I don't think Overseer ever really got there um, on the recorded version. I think the recorded version is is great, but it's, you know, it's almost like two separate songs. The live version was was so kind of pummeling and like pummeling you know almost <laughs> yeah. like almost you know i'm sure for for a certain sector of the audience not all that pleasing really because <laughs> it's it's a lot of uh you know sizzly noise and, yeah, and totally. you know, the synths the synths going kind of wild but you know in oranges uh i think that recording actually got we have, we were able to achieve that i think some of that has to do with that one particular synth too that's in there. Which one is that? It's the Patch Nightmare Shiver from the on the retro log tweaked out, leaning into the the noise oscillation on that yeah. on that pad. An interesting tidbit on the song too is that it, you know it was the first demo that I had written after relocating from Brooklyn to West Orange, New Jersey. Um, Tom and I both relocated and moved the studio out to Jersey City mid pandemic, and probably the first day I moved in here, boxes everywhere, but I sat down at the table and messed around with some ideas quickly and. This was one of them, hence the name that stuck, Oranges. So that's some background on Oranges. And now we are going to go through the 10 samples and loops, sounds that we've pulled out of the song and made available for you to uh, download and start making music with. So yeah, let's jump into it. Okay, so this is a one shot of an 808 from Oranges. We use 808s a lot in our music, and I started starting with The Road from the last record. To control we've become. We have the signal chain, which we use, start with an 808 compress it like crazy and add a really long verb on it and then limit it like crazy. And basically what you get is this like thunderous 
uh, extremely weighty, dense 808. And we use it really as a transitional element. Like you can't fit it with other percussive elements, really. Yeah, it's not it's not something that can like carry a rhythm necessarily. It's more of a dynamic shift or filling out some some low end or something in a in a spot. Yeah. And I mean it has a huge impact live because you put it on the SPD, right? Right, right, yeah. All those eight oh eights become essentially on drum pads that I can just be hitting as we are moving into different sections that really in a live setting is super visceral. Right. So the next sample is the Orange's hat. This is kind of a interesting hat. It has a lot of bit crusher on it, reduction on the top end to kind of like take out any of the high sizzle. And it's very kind of like, it's kind of puffy almost. The rhythm of the hat is also kind of unique. The step sequencer is three beats, a bit more of like a swing kind of roll to it, which works really well with the overall rhythm um, for the drums. So the next sample is the Orange's Big Stick Verb. Uh, Jake, what is, how long is this? How long is the uh, sample itself? It's uh, six seconds. Six seconds. So that's a six-second stick sound. The stick itself is less than a second, obviously. And that's six seconds of reverb tail on a percussive element. And that's just beacon <laughs> drum production, pretty yeah. much. Like... Yeah, we, we just pulled up the reverb for this. It's the Valhalla Vintage Verb. It's um, the 70s, because you can actually choose the decade, which is an awesome feature. So this is the 70s. What is the, um, what is the time on it? How long is it? 15 seconds. 15 seconds. What's the mix? So 15 seconds. Um, it's about 50% mixed in. Fuck, it's like 20, 20 millisecond pre-delay. Um, I mean, 50% is high. <laughs> 50% is really <laughs> high. It's interesting. So 50% of 15 seconds. So it's like, I, I wonder if the decay is associated with, so in our sample here, it's like about half 15 seconds, right? So all these little details about the reverb is really to say, like, I, I've started to associate this sound, a you know very percussive, super transient, metallic-y sound from us going through a reverb, a 15-second reverb, right? Like, And then in a track that's it's completely filled with all these other dense instrumental elements, I just think that's like a staple of the kind of drum production across this record. I also, I also think that, like, you know, like people have moves in the studio, you know? You have these things you develop. This is one of your moves, I feel like. In a part where things cut out and there's like a single crack of something and then it's off into the abyss uh yeah i don't know why for some reason i associate this move with things you things you've done in the past um other 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 productions so this sample is the uh, orange's kick beater you know this is one of the times when we would add some top end a secondary kick essentially to something that's so subby for this purpose um the track being this kind of more dance leaning rhythm yeah, so we gave you a sample in Until Next Time of the really dense, weighty kick drum. And I think we mentioned there that sometimes we add a beater to it, and this is basically what we meant. This is what we're adding to give the the kick more punch, more presence. I mean, this track is 
double the tempo pretty much of the of until next time. So there's still a ton of sonic information and really comparatively this kick is long. The release on the the kind of low sub ear kick is quite long. So you know it it's kind of spilling in a bit too much into the next the next beat, the next kick. Yeah, right. So you can use this kick. You can use this one as a beater with some heavier um low end you know, percussive element, or you can use it on its own, but it's going to give you something to work with at a, at a faster tempo that's just more punctuated and just cuts through a bit more. I remember like uh, early production days, you know, when we first started this project, going into mix some of the early stuff with, with an engineer and, you know, coming in with multiple kicks, multiple snares layered in, layered, you know, not even really knowing that was the process is quite common, but just like intuitively being like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have these different parts of the range covered. I mean, here's the question: Has is there a beacon track that exists with just one kick? No, no. <laughs> Except until next time, because that kick is doing everything. But I'd say almost like everything has at least two kicks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it's it's really needed. I sometimes mean, three. Sometimes three. As many kicks as you need. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, if there's one takeaway from this, it's like, like Jake's saying, we didn't know that that's something you do at the time, but it was just like, okay, that kick is really cool. It's very subby, but, you know, we're losing something that keeps the momentum and the rhythm strong. All right, well, let's add this in. You know, it was like just very sort of natural, logical conclusion that, and then all of a sudden you end up with a track with five kicks. But anyways, you don't want to be fooled by volume either. Like, you know, sometimes when you just start adding additional kicks or something, it just sounds louder. So it kind of inherently sounds better because it's just like, it's hitting harder, but that's not really what you're looking for. You're really looking to cover parts of the range that need to be covered. It's not, it's not all dissimilar of adding compressor and it being louder and you think it sounds better. Really, it's just the volume difference. So this sample is called Orange's Percussion. It's it's not a standard drum sound. It's more in the world of a field recording. It's used almost like a lead-in to the downbeats, to the snare. So it's kind of like more of a textual quality, but still, but still kind of percussive. So I feel like it's somewhere in between those two spaces. I think it's an element that exists to help you diversify a drum loop, right? It's kind of like, it's not a fill, but it's like an accent. It's really like an accent mark um, inside a drum pattern. I mean, that's how it's used here. And I mean, it's very unique. Um, I now will, anytime I hear it now, will associate it with oranges. But, you know, it's a way to add character to a drum pattern and make it feel like something that this song really owns. So that's the sample pack for Oranges, which is available right now on BandLab. Go download them, make some incredible music. And um, yeah, we'll see you for the next episode, which is track three, Pay My Debts.
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.